Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day. So you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode two of O23 Radio. This is Coach Jordan. I'm sitting down with Brian once again. Uh, Brian, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. Right on, right on. Yeah, stoked to, to be here. So on this episode, we're going to be diving into something we touched on at the end of our last one. So we started talking a little bit about the role of a coach in the health industry, not just the fitness industry, and, and how much impact they have the potential to have and how they need to really step into this role because nobody is doing it. And so as of right now, we're like long before 2020, we've been in really a, a health epidemic. Um, it, there's been a health crisis going on for a long time and no real solution to it. Doctors aren't able to, to help it. The, real, the healthcare system is failing and there's just a gap. There is no one currently doing that job. And a coach is by far the best one suited to, to step into that. Um, because really we are dealing with a health crisis right now that somebody needs to step in and, and make a difference in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. And while everyone's kind of sitting around waiting, right. Like, uh, you know, from the, from the top down sort of approach we've been taking for the last century, really, um, instead of sitting around waiting for that to hopefully someday work, um, people are starting to realize, you know, we got to step up and do something. And the, the best coaches in the industry are stepping up into that role and saying like, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't need anyone's permission. I don't need anything. Like people need help. I can help them. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk more about this. Yeah. And so the first thing I just wanted to touch on is why is it like, why it's so important that somebody steps up because, you know, like you, I, like we got into coaching because we want to help people. You know, we want to help people thrive and live their best life. And right now, so many people are so far from that. It's, it's not even funny. People are dying daily of preventable diseases that could be, you know, treated with like health coaching. Um, just looking up some stats before this, like 70% of Americans are overweight with almost, with almost 40% being considered obese. You know, 48% of Americans have some form of cardiovascular disease 57 million people have type two diabetes. Like that's incredible. That's insane. These are preventable things. And these are like some of the leading causes of death in North America and our, you know, modern society that we're living in. We have access to more information, more resources than ever before. And we are the most unhealthy as a, as a society that we've ever been. And it's something that it's, it's not trending in the right direction. It's progressively getting worse. Right. And, you know, they're like people are living in this, you know, chronic blah, and it's, it's just such a, a shame and a tragedy that this is what the human experience is coming to. And, and, and if we don't change something soon, like this is where we're going to keep going. And the current model just isn't doing anything for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you said, it's, it's not the one thing you said there, I, I think was most important to hit on is that it's not trending in the right direction, right? Like this is, this is like these stats. I mean, we could sit here and find dozens, dozens more that kind of represent the same downward spiral of the health of humanity. Right. 
and you know, it, a lot, so much of it is built in, in just disconnection, uh, disconnection from nature, disconnection from ourselves, disconnection from each other. Um, but it's just where it's a downward spiral, like you said, and this isn't like, you know, the numbers kind of speak to this, but just to be clear, so everyone knows, like, we're not talking about the bottom of society, you know, the, the very, very unhealthy people. We're talking about just a regular everyday average person is not like thriving is, is, you know, not a normal thing. Like you don't thriving is not a common thing. Like everybody's dealing with stuff. Everybody's just feeling stressed and overworked and overwhelmed and anxious and all these kind of things. Like you said, the chronic blah type feelings, um, even us, you know, us uh, coaches and, you know, the ones that are supposed to be the, the premier example, we can all admit that we're struggling, right? We can all admit that we're struggling in certain areas. And um, so, uh, yeah, this is like, we're, we're, we're at that pinnacle, right? We're at this time where the last century has just been like, uh, uh, I don't want to keep using the same word, but yeah, like a, a free fall, right? Like a downward spiral free fall. We've come to this point of like, all right, it's like if people don't start stepping up and taking on a bigger role and taking action, it's, it's going to get even worse really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. We need leaders. We need coaches. We need people now more than ever. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's not even just, the people on the fringes with the, you know, chronic diseases and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the people right. going through their day-to-day -day life, never knowing what it actually feels like to feel good. Yes. In your and, gym. People, sorry to cut yeah. you off. Like, like if coaches are listening or gym owners or whatever, people in, we're talking about people in your gym, mm -hmm. right? It's that are, you know, they're, they're enjoying what they do and they're having success in certain realms there, but they're missing a lot and they're suffering in a lot of ways. And they're within your sphere of influence and, uh, they need some influence, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's not just the people on the couch who are suffering. There's people trying, they're putting effort in, and they're just missing the mark. Mm -hmm. and, and, that uh, can be, and that can be worse because, and I, I talk about this when we talk about depression and stuff sometimes, but like, or just any kind of like feeling of inadequacy or failure, like I'm not doing my best with, uh, without being able to anything, point to anything specific, like knowing, hey, I'm trying, like I'm doing the things I'm supposed to be doing but why don't I feel good? Like, why don't I feel better? And that, that, that um, confusion of why they don't understand makes, it just perpetuates the problem and kind of amplifies it. So I uh, just wanted to throw that in, sorry. Yeah, and when you're trying, you're doing stuff and it's not working, it's like, well, screw it. I'll just eat the ice cream and the potato chips. And yeah. it's like, it doesn't make a difference anyway, so I yeah. might as well. Exactly. And leads you yeah. down that spiral once again. So, so at the moment when it comes to health, really everyone thinks like, you know, healthcare. They, they think that's the job of a doctor or, or someone of that kind of nature to help people learn to thrive. But in reality, it really isn't. You know, we're blaming them and saying the healthcare system is failing, but that's not really the case. Yeah, like, like it's just, we're asking them to do a job that they're not really like trained to do, right? Like we're asking them to help, you know, we're expecting them to step into their role of helping people thrive and optimize their life on a day-to-day -day basis on like kind of a macro level. And that's not what the current model of, of healthcare is, is built upon. That's not how they're trained. Um, and the way the system works, they don't have the proper time and space and energy and bandwidth to do all of those things. Um, so yeah, we love to point fingers at the healthcare, at the healthcare system and point out all the things, all the ways that it's, it's failing. Um, but at, eventually we just have to come to terms and accept that that's not what they're going to be able to help with. Like they're never going to be in a position to help us with these types of things. So, uh, who is right? Like who, who, who's going to, who's going to step up into that role? 
Yeah. And that's one thing I, I definitely want to double click on is, you know, we, we talk a lot about the healthcare system is failing and it, you know, it's, it's broken and whatever. And, and there's truth to that, but by no means do we think doctors are invaluable as a profession. Um, they're phenomenal at what they do. And, you know, they're very, very needed and necessary in our world when it comes to managing acute issues or keeping people alive. Uh, you know, it's, it, but there's a much different, um, it's a much different skill set to keep someone alive and help someone truly live. Okay. And, and that's what, that's what coaches have the opportunity to do. There's a gap in that spot that doctors can't fill. They don't have the, the, the training to do that. They have training for a lot of things, but not for this. And they don't have the bandwidth, just the way it's, it's structured. They're not able to do it. And so, so someone does, and coaches are the ones who are positioned already as the best potential to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the way you said that. Um, yeah, like if I get in a car accident today and, you know, get thrown, uh, you know, smashed into the dashboard and break a bunch of whatever, like, yeah, I want to go to a hospital, with, you know, in the, in the Western medicine world and, and get treated by those doctors. Um, but most people, that's not the, you know, that's not what we're addressing here. And on a day-to-day -day basis, that's not the problem. Hopefully that's, hopefully that's never a, a problem, you know, like once or twice in your life, maybe that you end up in that position. Um, but other days, every other day of your life, uh, there's, we need help. We need help truly living and thriving, like you said, and uh, feeling alive and feeling that we're getting better, we're progressing. Like every day that's going by, we're getting better and better and that we're in control. We're in control of the, uh, of our lives. We're in control of the way we feel. We know how to make the right decisions and, and build a life on, um, build a life based around our health and happiness. And that doesn't have, that's like you said, that just, there's no room for that in the current healthcare uh, system. And so really that just means there needs to be someone to step up and really create this. Exactly. And, uh, and for, for human beings, we, we don't ever get any formal training in how to really take care of this vessel that we're, you know, given, um, you know, to, to, to be a doctor, to get a job, you go to school for four, eight, whatever years to do that profession, but you never get the instruction manuals or how to actually operate yourself. And, and that's where coaches come into play and someone needs to, to teach you how to actually do this. And that's where real thrive and real health comes in. And so, so yes, coaches are the ones that we so wholeheartedly believe can step in and fill this void, but coaches is another profession where there's just such a wide range mm. and a big gap between the top and the bottom and what it actually means to be a coach. Because, you know, like Brian, I'll, I'll ask you and get you to expand. When you think of a coach, when you think of what society thinks of a coach, what, is, what do you think of? Yeah, well, that's two different things. When I think of a coach, and when yeah, I, think I was good. That's why I asked is, that. What, different. Yeah, what, what, yeah. What, when it goes start with society. Yes, when society thinks of a coach, um, you know, I think that there's yeah, this is kind of stereotypical, um, just sort of level of respect, and I think there is some respect, right? And I think there's some, uh, you know, there's an understanding that these people are um, good at what they do, but what they do is just kind of this this small, you know, they can help me kind of breathe and sweat and get a good workout and work on some skills and, you know, feel good about myself and, and play a role in my life. Yes. But that role in my life is, um, you know, it's, it's whether they say this out loud or not, it's a low value kind of role. It's like, it's worth, it's worth $12 a, a class. You know, if you break down my schedule or maybe if I do some one-on-one -on -one stuff, it's $60 an hour or something like that. Um, like, you know, my, my view is different, obviously, but like, like I said, that's just the general kind of consensus. And 
instead of like fighting that and proving the world wrong, we kind of just sort of adapted to, to fit that. Right. And, and uh, I think that's, that's part of, um, that's part of our nature. In fact, a little side note is like a, there's this really famous study. I forget what it's called, but like, you may be familiar. Um, and they've redid it a bunch of times. The, the general of it is like they take, they take half a class uh, e each year and they split the class in half. And oh shit, they basically, they, they say, they just, they basically tell who's the, who's the gifted kids and who are the, the struggling kids, right? Like based on, they did take some kind of test and say, okay, you guys are gifted. You guys are, are not, are not. And, um, and then like have, so, and then they, they watch what happens. And of course the gifted kids step up and they really fall into the role. And then the other kids start goofing off and slacking off and all those things. And then halfway through the year, they say, Oh, we actually mixed up the results. And they tell them the opposite and immediately they see a shift, right. In mindset and perspective um, to, to, they, they live up or down to the roles that we give them. So anyway, uh, I just popped into my head, but I think that's a good example of kind of what we've done in the fitness industry is like, well, if that's how we're going to be viewed, then that's just how we're going to act. Make yeah, sense? Definitely. Yeah. And so, and even just to, to zoom in a little bit, like we both come from the CrossFit world, the, like a CrossFit coach is it's a $20 per hour position. You know, you, you do it kind of part-time and if you're lucky, maybe you get on with a good gym that can hand you some, some personal training clients and you can make enough money to live and get by. And that's the general consensus of what, what it is to be a, a CrossFit fitness coach. Um, you're, you're helping people with their workout, get a good sweat on and, and go from there. And, and then everyone just gets caught in this trap of wanting to get better and better and give a better and better group class. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't end up solving any higher level problems, mm -hmm. which is why you get stuck in the same trap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really awesome point. It's like, the, you know, we, we're just kind of zooming in more and more and more and like trying to get really, really good at this, at this one thing, like you said, of like running this an awesome group class and being the best coach I can be for them in that one hour, three times a week. And not recognizing that one hour, three times a week in a group is like, no matter how good I am, I can only, I can only go so far and only take so much. Is that kind of what you mean by that? hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, uh, within that one hour space, the group class, uh, like you say, three to five times per week, only so much can get done in the grand scheme of things. And like full disclaimer, I still go to my general CrossFit class a couple times a week. Like I love it. It's great. And it doesn't, it isn't the biggest piece of what makes me who I am and what makes mm -hmm. me healthy. And so a lot of people, like we talked about in, in the last episode, they see great results because they're coming off the couch to doing something and it's awesome. And they get sucked in and they get, uh, they're, they're like, this is great. And then the plateaus start to happen around, you know, two or three years. And the same thing actually kind of tends to happen with a coach. They get into coaching. They take their, you know, CrossFit level one. Um, they're all fired up, ready to go, start coaching some classes. And then that's kind of the entry level position is really what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a perfect point. It's, that's the entry level. That's how it starts, right? Like you get this chance to be in front of a group and like, you know, refine your skills again, used to just helping people and being comfortable with people coming to you with questions and advice and I'm stuck. Um, and that's exciting at first. And that's, you know, it fulfills us and there's passion there. Uh, but it doesn't last so long because we start to realize these limitations, like we said, of our ability to actually get through and help people and realizing that this isn't going to be the, the change in their, like this, is, this isn't going to be the point in their life that really changes them as a, as a person. And we start to, I think, 
you know, the, the fire starts to go out a little bit, right? And then it's like, we start to feel like we want more, but we don't know what it looks like and, or we feel guilty. And actually a lot of coaches, it's funny because a lot of coaches, they sort of feel guilty. Like they'll start by saying, I don't, know, I don't want this to sound wrong or like, um, I, you know, I feel kind of bad saying this, but like, I'm just like tired of the group classes, right? And I'm like, listen, you don't have to be ashamed of that or, or feel guilty or it doesn't make you a bad person. I know, I know you still like the people, right? I know you still like these people and things like that. But it would be almost concerning if you weren't starting to get burnt on these things because you're evolving and you're growing and you're starting to realize that this is only uh, like an entry level type of thing. And you want to go up and up and up. And in the fitness industry, that sort of typical corporate ladder, like if they just put a couple of years in, then you get a promotion and they put a few years in, you get a promotion. And that doesn't really exist. These are usually small, independent, privately owned businesses and whatnot. So it's like, we, we feel stuck. Many coaches, they feel stuck. They want more. They, they, they're not sure what to do. And they realize there's no clear corporate ladder. But what I tell them, you, you have to, you have to build that ladder, right? Like you're going to build your own corporate ladder and climb it yourself all by just deciding you're ready to, to, to go to the next level and evolve and outgrow this pain that you're feeling of like, Oh, I want to do more, but I don't know how. Right. Yeah. And I love the point of, it's just, a, it, it is a decision. Like that's the first thing is deciding that you want more for yourself, for your members and just for your, you know, for your income and your life, your livelihood. You know, that's the other thing that will definitely contribute to burnout is being stressed out about buying a cup of coffee because you, you're making peanuts and uh, you're just scraping by, you know, that might be cool. in you know, your early twenties or something. And then it's like, no, I want to like a real career. So obviously you should, like, it's normal to feel burnt out when you're doing, you're just spinning your wheels, the same thing over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. It's just the natural evolution of the, of the, of the path, right? It's a, as we grow, we want our career to grow and everything that goes with it. Um, but yeah, it's a decision. It's a decision. That's the key word there. As you said, it's like, no one else is going to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, you're doing a great job. I'm going to move you up to whatever it is that you want to do in you know, 90% of cases that, mm -hmm. that can't exist. The, the, the opportunity for that doesn't even exist. So, so if that's not going to happen, then, then what are we waiting for? Right. The only thing we're waiting for is for ourselves to get clarity on what we want and get clarity on what's, you know, preventing us from there and decide what we're ready to do to get to where to where we want to go. Yeah. When, and really at that spot, actually, there's, there's two things that can happen. One of them is, yeah, you build your own ladder. You start to climb and expand. Or the other one is that basically you get out of the industry, mm -hmm. which is what happens so, so commonly and why most coaches last two to three years, they go move on and they get a quote unquote real job mm -hmm. um, to get out. And you know what, if you don't love coaching, you're not passionate about it. That's totally cool. That's awesome. But if you want to make this, you know, a, a real career, it's possible. Mm -hmm. it, there is a ladder that exists if you're willing to put in the work and build it. And so basically the, there, there's two solutions. You know, we use a, we throw a hashtag around all the time of big outcomes, big incomes. And it's something that if you just kind of see it, it's like, oh, that's clever, that's catchy, but it actually has a lot of meaning to it. And really this, this, this hashtag, this uh, definition is what can lead to a professional career for a coach? who can solve high level problems for someone. So, um, so Brian, dive into first, like big outcomes. What is a yeah. big outcome? Yeah, yeah. Awesome question. And yeah, like you said, 
you know, it's not just a, a catchy tagline that rhymes, right? There's a lot behind this. And when we say big outcomes, right? So we've talked about high level outcomes, the ability to take our clients and, and bring them high level outcomes, or we can sometimes say solve high level problems, kind of interchangeable terms there. Uh, but really we, what it means is two things very clearly. It means one, we're helping them solve problems that affect them every single day of their life, right? So it's a, a kind of a fundamental issue in their day-to-day -day living and, and well-being and um, sense of health and happiness. Um, the second thing is that it, we help them, you know, get these outcomes or solve these problems that affect other people and other things in their life besides just themselves. So it's, uh, it's at the level where it trickles into really who they are and their ability to be the best version of themselves, uh, uh, the best, you know, mother, father, brother, sister, boss, employee, you know, whatever it is that they are and they do, it, it actually affects that as well. So, uh, yeah, that's what we, we mean. That's, uh, you know, big outcomes. Affects them every single day of their life. Affects other important people and things uh, besides just themselves. And then, obviously, if you're able to help someone on that level, right, the only way that that's ever going to uh, be able to, to happen is if you're you know, financially free and able to show up for your clients at hundred percent and by, you know, and it's getting what it's worth, which is a, a, a big income, high level income. Do you, do you want to unpack the income part? I'll, I'll let you touch double touch on that one too. You, okay, you, cool. you have the, the wording down a little better than yeah, I do. Yeah. So when we talk about, uh, you know, high level income, again, we're, we're helping people change their lives and solving high level problems. So we, you know, we should be making the money that we desire and that we deserve for that. So when we talk about high level incomes, we're talking about sustainable professional level salary, um, excuse me, sustainable uh, professional level salary of a, of a health professional, right? That's congruent to what a health professional would earn for helping someone change these big parts of their life for the better. And then we teach them how to do it in a way that is so streamlined that it can be built right into, you know, the pre-existing business model that they already have if they're already helping people. Um, or done remotely online or something like that as well, where you can build a full business around just this concept. Uh, does that make, think that makes it clear enough for everybody? Yeah, yeah. And that's where I want to just kind of go back through it and just give a couple examples. And so, you know, big outcomes, in order to get a big income, you need to first be able to get big outcomes. Um, the, other, um, the other wording we use often is solving high value problems mm -hmm. is, is kind of the other way to, to put this. And so, at first, fitness is definitely a high value problem. If you're coming off the couch to starting exercise, you join a CrossFit gym, whatever, that's going to solve a high value problem, getting you more energy. Like that will kickstart a lot of things. But once you've been in the gym for, you know, again, two, three years, taking your back squat from 250 to 260 isn't really going to make that much of a difference on your life and your livelihood. It's not going to affect you every day and it's not going to affect the people around you. And that's what we mean by high value problems because we're not saying fitness isn't valuable, but the reality is people probably aren't going to pay for that because the average person doesn't really give a shit about adding 10 pounds to their back squat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if those are the only problems you're able to solve, you know, you can be again, like the world's best strength coach, but unless you're working with people like high level athletes, whatever it is, people who care a lot about that, the average everyday person doesn't need that. And, and that's okay. And so instead of fighting that and trying to convince them that they should want to get stronger or that they should want to, you know, learn how to do muscle ups in a sub three minute Fran time, 
lean it, look, take a look at where they are, what actually matters to them. And then how can you help them solve those problems is really what, what, what's at, what's important to look at. Yeah. I think you absolutely, absolutely nailed that there. Um, and again, and just to hit, it's not to devalue if you're very good at solving those specific problems, it's not to devalue that. But as, as coaches, what we tend to do is to zoom in more and more and more and start to try to solve, be the best person at solving these kind of micro problems within the nuances of fitness and performance, and which now we only are touching a very, very select few people who, and even a lot of them, it doesn't really have a life-changing impact for them. So they're not going to be investing big dollars into helping you, you know, like even, you know, there's plenty of people in the gyms, you know, they care about getting their squat mm-hmm. up 10 pounds, but they're not ready to pay you top dollar because it doesn't matter that much to them. Yeah, exactly. And, and, um, one of the sayings I I always say is, yeah, people vote with their, um, vote with what they really care about with their dollars. And so it's like, people will say that they care about their, you know, increasing their, their squat and that stuff. And and they do, but when it comes down to, are they willing to invest time, money, and energy into it? All of a sudden it doesn't seem to matter as much. Exactly. And that's when you start to shift gears and looking into the, the high level income, which you need to have if you want to be able to make this a sustainable career. And high level, like, and um, it looks different for everybody. You know, we all have our different freedom numbers, whatever we need to actually make. Not everyone wants to make a million dollars a year. That's totally fine. But if you're scraping by, not, you know, filling your own cup up, you're never going to be able to show up for your clients the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the real shame in the coaching industry because there's so much greatness that could be expressed that is being bundled down by financial stress and, and worrying about the next paycheck. Yeah. That exactly. And I think anybody listening to this that's ever worked in this field can nod their head in agreement that we know what happens to our, our quality of coaching and our ability to help people when we're, you know, going in at 5 a.m. for one session. And then we have like this like three hour gap and then we do like another session. And then like later on, we have a couple of group classes and then we have a night session and, and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, even if your rate is say 75 to hundred dollars an hour, like that's great, but when you're jump, when you're you know burning the candle at both ends to chase these mon- the, these dollars everywhere you go, and you can't say no, you can't turn it down because you you need the money. You're not comfortable and stable. Um, you're gonna suffer as a person. Your happiness and uh, and your fire and your passion is gonna start to burn out. And who loses? The client. The client loses, and now your value is actually going down because you're not helping the client uh, on these bigger levels. Um, but when we can, you know, kind of command a value that's equal to what we can deliver and we can, you know, kind of create authority as an expert and command value that matches it. And we can work exclusively with the clients who need us the most um, and the exact type of, you know, person we help with the exact type of problem we solve. And, um, you know, like I said, demonstrate the value of that and command it. We can work exclusively with our prime target in a way where we can keep a manageable workload, a manageable amount of clients that we can dedicate our time to. So we can show up at 110% every single time we either whatever, meet them face to face or get on a Zoom call or whatever it is that they need us to do. Um, So our clients win first, right? Our clients win first and then our, our, um, our income and our, 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 our financial success uh, comes as a byproduct of our clients' abilities to have that transformation. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you ask any coach and they'll tell you, oh, I didn't get into this for the money. Um, and that's true. And that's good. You should have, you know, good intentions behind it, but you need the money if you're going to stay in this and help people long term. And, and just like we talked about how it's a decision to level up your coaching, it's a decision to command your real value just mm -hmm. the same. We're talking about coaches filling the role in the healthcare system. Everyone in the healthcare system, nurses, doctors, surgeons, like they make good money. Mm. You know, we're stepping into a role that is of the same importance in a different spectrum, obviously. Like, mm -hmm. again, we're not saving people the way they are. We're doing it in our own way. You deserve to get paid well. You deserve to make good money. And that decision that you're not a $20 per hour, a couple hours a day kind of coach is the first step in actually getting there. It's just deciding. Exactly. Right. And both, again, that uh, it's a decision. It's a conscious decision. No one else is going to come and be like, hey, you're doing such a great job. You should be charging more. You, you know, like you should be making more money or here's more money. Right. Like no one's like it very rare. Do we work in situations where someone else can give us the financial freedom that we deserve and desire to, to be able to work on this level? It's all going to be um, a conscious decision to get there on our own. And then the, the daily, the day to day action that is needed to get there um, on our own. And you need, like, we need money. We need comfort, right? When we're stressed over money, um, we're going to carry that stress with us to every aspect of our life. And if, if the coaching itself isn't providing enough for us to uh, be calm and, 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 and stable, we're going to have to go do something else to make money. And that's going to just take away from our ability to deliver. And again, the client loses, right? The client loses. And if our clients lose, our value goes down. So uh, we have to decide that, yes, this is what I want to do. Yes, I am in this for money and in, in maybe secondary to wanting to help people, but I'm in this for money. I need to make money and I want to make good money. There's nothing, no shame in um, saying that. And then if that's the case, it's like, all right, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to step up and do, do more and, and go bigger. Yeah, for sure. And so just to yeah, really circle back around, like the only way really that we're ever going to make a dent in the health crisis that we're going on, that's going on in the world right now to actually help people experience what it's like to truly thrive and to truly live, you know, lower the numbers, like reverse the spiral of all of these preventable diseases all these things that people are dying from way too early, way too young mm -hmm. is the professionalization of the coach Yes, is the coach learning high value skills so that they can solve high value problems. And then how to actually make this a sustainable career and make the, the income that they deserve. This is the only way that role, that whole exists mm -hmm. and someone needs to step up and fill that role. And that's where the coaches are, are the ones necessary. And that's where we're training coaches to be able to, to fill that role, both from the, the problem side and from the, the income, the business side. Yeah. That's what, like, like you said, it's, it, there's no, there's no real separation and distinction there, right? If you want to step up and do it bigger on a bigger level, it has to be both things. It has to be both sides, both um, for yourself and your client. I know we've said it multiple times, but the client loses. And if we want to fill this gap with professionals who can help and solve these problems and prevent, people from, from, um, you know, living these suboptimal lives of, of unhappiness and, and disease ridden, um, you know, adult lives. 
we want, you know, if we want to step up and fill that role, we have to be looking at both sides of the coin equally because that's what gets the results for the client. That which creates the opportunities for us. And that's the only way we can turn the downward spiral into an upward spiral. Exactly. And just like we finished on the last episode talking, you end up with frustrated coaches, frustrated clients, nobody's winning. The answer is putting in the work, learning how to professionalize and, and stepping up. Any last little notes you want to touch throw in here? Um, no, I think that's it. I think, you know, we just have to, uh, we have to understand the importance of, of how much this is actually needed and how it is. And just be, you know, the, this is people in our own gym already. Like we said, like there's people in our gym that, um, you know, they may, it may seem like they're short of their, you know, fitness goals now, but what, what the reasons they're short of their fitness goals, if they're still overweight, they still don't have energy. They still, you know, those, whatever those reasons are, um, those could, and will continue to grow into bigger problems over time. Right. And by when they're in there, you know, and it's important for a coach to know that the lifestyle decisions and behaviors that we do and how we treat our body, you know, as, as kids, it shows up as certain things, behavior problems, ADD, whatever, as teenagers, it shows up as acne and uh, anxiety and this and that in our twenties, it shows up as high stress and overweight and things. And in our thirty, you know, whatever it, it, it just, it's just what it shows up as now. So clients that are showing up with things like, uh, I can't lose the weight. Um, you know, I, I don't have good energy. I can't, you know, I'm not sleeping well. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm stressed and anxious, whatever. That's what it's showing up as now. And that's our chance to step in and prevent that from becoming all of the things we listed at the beginning of the show, all of the stats, right? In, at age 30, it's this. At age 60, it's a statistic, right? It's a, they're one of those statistics we mentioned. And if you want to step in and prevent people in your own, in your circle that you care about from becoming one of those statistics, it has to start now before they're at, it's too late. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. Cool. Right on. All right. Great talk today. Uh, again, Brian coaches, if any of that resonated with you, we want to help. We're built, we have our course where we're, you know, seeing facilitating and watching come to life this vision where coaches are stepping into that role. We truly believe coaches have the potential to do this and we want to help you get there. If you want to learn the skills to, you know, help people prevent becoming a, a statistic and be a part of the, the health revolution that we're, we're, we're seeing, reach out, um, hit us up on, check us out on Instagram at 023 underscore coaching under, underscore system. That's at the letter 023 coaching system um, or check us out online, www.023coach.com and, uh, and send us a message, reach out. Um, we want to talk with you. We want to help you grow, level up your coaching, level up your business, and just reach new heights all around. Um, and lastly, if you like this podcast, if there's anyone that you, you feel could value from this, please share, leave a like, leave a rating. Um, this is how we get out to more people and, and really get this message across. Because, you know, like we say, uh, if, if we don't do this, if coaches don't do this, no one's going to. Somebody's got to step up and, and now's the time. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Thank you. Bye.